Hey everybody, my name is Jordan Pacheco. Welcome back to the Glad Trad Podcast. I hope you're doing well. And I have a little trad reads for you today that I'm very excited about. This is a book uh, that's very near and dear to my heart. It's called The Catholic Guide for Spending Less and Living More. Ha, I like the pun. It's written by uh, Sam and Rob Fatzinger, who are a couple, a married couple, who have 14 children. So as you can imagine, there's a reason why um, this book caught my eye. Uh, to back up a little bit, I love finances. I'm like a, I'm a turbo saver. I'm a turbo finance nerd. I, I know the trajectory of Jen and I, like our family, what that kind of looks like. And I have to always still buoy that with the fact that in the first year of marriage, you learn a lot about each other's temperaments and everything, right? You learn what kind of foods you like. You learn what kind of time you like to go to bed. You also learn about uh, your financial temperaments. And fortunately for me, Jen and I are, are similar. We're both savers, but like I'm a turbo nerd one and um, and also a guy. And so that kind of helps a little more. <laughs> uh, so why I like this book and why I really want to talk about it today is because as traditional Catholics, a lot of times we have goals that need to have a very based financial reality. Uh, many traditional Catholics say, OK, well, I want to build up my church, right? I want to help whatever order in starting the traditional Latin mass and preserving it. And I want to get married and have children and Traditional Catholics tend to have more ca uh, more children than than their Novus Ordo counterparts. There's more openness to life, and so as a result, that's great. But also, we need to make sure that we are always stewards of God's gifts, and this includes with money and with finances, and being very strategic about what kind of work we want to do, what kind of work we don't want to do. I was talking to a um, a student at the AI where I work, and I was asking him just generally, like, okay, well, what what kind of trajectory do you want in life? He was looking for some advice, and he said, well, I want to be married with a family, but I also want to work for the church um, directly, more than kind of like the apostolate work that I'm doing. And we got down to the kind of the numbers game, and I said, okay, well, here's something just to keep in mind. Like, do you want to make a sort of income to where your wife doesn't have to work? Is this something that your wife is going to have to work, right? Like the Kevin Samuels approach, like, do you want to, you know, pay significant bills after pregnancy or first child, that sort of thing? Uh, and what we discover is that there is a mass financial illiteracy, not just in the Catholic world, but also in obviously it stems from our world at large. A lot of us, um, I'm speaking just kind of collectively, I'm very fortunate because um, my parents, I think, instilled some good financial temperaments I didn't even know existed until I became an adult. But 18 years old and you want to be a psych major or something and you want to go to a four-year university and then you blink and you change your major three times and you have 10 20 30 40 000 50 000 dollars worth of debt um and you don't even blink at that and everyone told you to take out a credit card because you need a credit card in the world otherwise you won't survive and so you don't pay it off at every month because if you look down the street seven out of ten houses don't pay off their balance at the end of the month and, oh, you need a car and, you know, it's not enough to drive a hoopty. So you went out and you spent uh, the average American car loan. Dave Ramsey calls them fleeces instead of leases. Uh, the average one is $500. Whew, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's about, that's $6,000 a year, not including that you have to do full insurance. And so we sit back, working class, middle class folk, and we wonder, even, even the uppers, and we wonder, wow, where did all of my money go? And so this book is a great center, and also it's very Christ-centric, obviously. It's a Catholic approach to finances. So Sam and Rob Vatzinger have a lot of really good tips and tricks. I wanted to bring some from the book, as well as stuff that I've experienced might help you. But before I do, I just wanted to read um, this Bible quote that they put in the book. This comes from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and it goes, For I know well the plans that I have in mind for you, oracle of the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for woe, so as to give you a future of hope. 
you know, we have to do everything with the trust and love of the Lord. We have to do everything in fear of the Lord and reverence. And we also have to accept what is God's will for me? Sometimes what we want is different than what God knows we need for our own lives, right? So, you know, it's seven months in my marriage and I've learned so many things about my wife and she's learned so many things about me. And there are just certain ideas that I had, trajectories, you name it, that are different. And I'm realizing as a husband, especially like that's what God's will for us is. And it's wonderful and it's good. And that's what God's will for me is, you know? And one thing that's very important is this. Uh, most fights in marriage, you know, they happen for a lot of different reasons. But the greatest reasons for divorce, one of, the, one of them that comes down to is money. Money is an impossible topic to talk about, right? When we were little, we learned never to talk about politics or religion or money. And then when we became adults, we don't know how to talk about these things. And so there are people who get married and they discover that their spouse has a different financial temperament and they don't know how to manage that. Do I keep my accounts separate? How do we talk about debt? What's our philosophies here? And so this book is great because it leads from husband and wife down to the children. So I want to just read, there's a couple more excerpts, but it's like, why should we be financial stewards? I think would be probably the top reason. Like why, why plan our goals? And the answer is because there are short-term and long-term things that as a couple especially, and even as single people, but as a married couple, you should be doing this. Um, this will determine if you're able to retire at a decent age and, and live your life. This will determine if you're able to, to be charitable or more charitable than you want to. Dave Ramsey, and I'm a huge fan, and, and so are the Fat Zingers. They talk a lot about the Total Money Makeover, which is Dave Ramsey's main book. Highly recommend it. I'll probably do a whole review on it. I, I won't get into it here, but Dave Ramsey has some, some, um, some sayings that are very important, and they're in this book too, which is uh, you have to learn to live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else, right? The things that we do now, the sacrifices that we make now, this is why it's a spiritual connection too. The sacrifices that we make now, financially, physically, mentally, whatever it is, these things have great bounties potentially later. And it's not some weird prosperity gospel thing because it's just being strategic. Building wealth is an extraordinarily boring thing, right? Don't let, don't let the little Bitcoin Gen Zers tell you different. Some people have made a lot of money off of, getting rich very quick and that's wonderful but if you don't have the base of how to keep your wealth you will lose it if you don't have the base it's like religion right there are those who get religion right they they fall into the traditional catholicism and they're on fire but the the seed god's truth fell upon rocky soil or it didn't fall upon good footing and so they get burnt out just as quick as they came in so i wanted to give some some tips some general financial tips and maybe kind of start a discussion um First off, the Fat Zingers, uh, again, are very, very Dave Ramsey-esque, I've noticed. And it's cool because with 14 kids, which is the reason I got it, because that's crazy, you wonder how they could be debt-free, right? For some people, maybe some of my audience, debt is a way of life, right? I've had uh, gentlemen's disagreements with some friends talking about, oh, there's nothing wrong with credit cards, or there's nothing wrong with car notes, and there's nothing wrong with student debt. In fact, debt's a leverage. How people make their money is by debt. Um, but I believe in net worth. That was one of the most important things I took from my finances class. And even when I was dirt poor in Los Angeles, I would always say, I don't have much, but what I have is mine. No man can lay claim to my computer. No man can lay claim to my, at the time, my 98 Toyota Corolla sitting in the driveway. Um, it's learning just to sacrifice a little bit. So Jen and I, uh, we own our cars, but we have an 07 Outlander and an 06 uh, Honda Civic. So they're good cars, they're good for maintenance, but they're not the flashiest things ever. 
Um, and one tip that I've learned just in my first year of marriage, especially, is that if you as a husband learn to work on your cars, you will save your family thousands of dollars in the long run. Let me tell you something. Brakes are a scam. Brakes are so easy to change. And yet, if you go to Brakes Plus, oh, get the premium pads, not including the rotors, $200, $300, $400 for a brake job. When you could spend 120 if you want like top quality, you really only need to spend like 100 let's say. Change your brake, even less. Change your brake pads. You don't have to change your rotors, right? Good brake pads cost like 30 40 50 bucks, And you change them and it takes you an hour. Same with oil, right? $50 for an oil change in, in a typical place. Um, oh, not including a coupon, Jordan. Haha. So, no. It, it costs you $20 for materials on oil. And it's fun. And you get to learn. I love this. Is what I love about being a, a man and a husband, right? You get to learn how to really care for your family. And trust me, your wife appreciates a man who knows how to, like, change stuff, how to tinker with things. Uh, it's important. And it's great, too, because you learn about each other's financial temperaments. You learn about each other's goals. And so as a result, like Jen and I, we just got back from a vacation in Cancun. And that was partly possible because we we saved. We didn't go out every single night. We didn't go to a lot of restaurants. We didn't go out to a lot of movies. Um, a lot of our date night now as a couple is we'll just pull up a movie we like. Uh, I'm learning how to grill and how to cook really well. Jen already is an amazing cook. And we just cook food and just talk about our day. And we're just together. And it's wonderful because I think that those things, when children come, are going to be instilled down. And we're going to see that how important family time is. And also how mom and dad, you know, they didn't have everything that they wanted. But God willing, like, they, they worked for a house, right? We're renting right now. But one day we'll have a house. And, and they did that for us. And that's also why dad won't buy a box of wheat thins every single night. <laughs> There's a... Um, there's something that the Fat Zingers did that I really liked, and that's that with 14 kids, we're varying the gamut, right? My dad's the youngest of 12, so I get it. They have kids who are getting married. They have kids who are, you know, still around the house. And so one of the tips that they talk about is uh, for birthdays. You can imagine that going out to eat as a family when you have 16 people in total, uh, their joke in the book is you have to essentially take out a second mortgage. So what they do is that they go out to eat kind of as a family, as a family unit twice a year. And I'm sure it's a big event and it's a huge, important family event. And how how cool is it when restaurants become that prestigious, when they, they don't just become humdrum in the place to go, right? But then for birthdays, what um, what Rob will do, who's a husband, what he'll do is that he will uh, take the kids out for, the individual kid out for a birthday lunch. So just a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time. And since my dad comes from a big family too, that quality time, not just with the whole family, but the really the one-on-one -on -one individuality with mom and dad, that's important. And we don't talk about that nearly enough, but for children, that's the kind of stuff that will stay with them. Another tip, this one comes from, from Sam, Samantha, who's the wife, and she talks about learning uh, the specials at your local grocery store. So now there's rising inflation, right? Inflation's 7%. I haven't bought like a normal thing of bacon pretty much since the duration of my marriage. It breaks my heart. I have to buy it in bulk from Costco in order to get a, a good deal, right? But I'm still spending money on bacon. So what she does is that she talks to her local grocers. She talks to her butcher. She talks to her her pastry girl. And they just figure out, hey, when are the deals happening? What time do you guys put out the the old fish, right? What time do you put out the meat that, that you need to you know sell today? And what's really exciting about this is that's something that I like to do at my own local grocery store. I have an app for it too. And so my older sister, who is a turbo coupon lady, like it's kind of cool to see. Uh, she turned me on to this. I thought I was doing good before, but no, Jordan, no. <laughs> so you learn, okay, these little balances and beats to life. Like, okay, I want steak tonight. Is that a possibility? Do I want to pay $16 for a steak or do I want to pay $5?
that's a real thing. Manager specials are a real thing. Uh, if I'm going to go for milk or eggs, is there a, a deal going on at my supermarket? There are these $5 deals all the time at my local one where it's like, oh, you can get uh, bread, milk, eggs, pasta, something like that. And it's like a $5 bundle. And it's crazy. And so by foregoing kind of the pleasures of life, by taking some time out of our life to do this, we discover, okay, like I can save my money and now I have more money to maybe to tithe properly, right? I have a video on tithing and the importance of 10% as well as if you can't do 10%, the importance of other kind of tithing. And this comes from a homily from, from one of our priests at Carmel. Um, or maybe you want to treat your wife out to do something nice with her. Or maybe you want to really put that down payment down. Or maybe you want to finally pay off that credit card or pay off that car and you want to be debt free. This is the Dave Ramsey principle that they talk about. So the fat zingers, uh, they use credit cards and they pay them off their balance. I tend not to be a fan of credit cards. Statistically, uh, America is not doing very good with them either. If you walk out your door right now, look left, look right, seven out of 10 of your neighbors don't pay off their balance. And that's how credit cards make their money, right? And what about airline miles, Jordan? Yeah, Expedia and deals exist for a reason, sweetheart. <laughs> so um, I'm a huge believer that the borrower is slave to the lender. And the fat zingers are too, especially with 14 children. Debt is not a good thing. When debt's mentioned in the Bible, it's always in the negative. We can think of, uh, well, the borrower is slave to the lender is from Proverbs. And um, there, of course, is that, that parable that Christ talks about, about the debtor, right, who, who goes out to try to collect things and he doesn't take his master's forgiveness because the master has forgiven him of his debt. And so at the end, Christ says he's thrown into jail and he will not be let out until he's paid the last penny. One can glean from this, oh, purgatory, yes, but also one can glean that it's probably wise to take steps not to owe a man something else. So again, when I was in Los Angeles, I didn't have much, but what I had was mine. And learning about my stuff and how to work on things was important. Um, there's so there's so much in this book that I want to say. I'm going to try to have them on. I think that they are just a wonderful family and a wonderful couple. And what's cool about this and why I talked about this book first, instead of going where I would have typically gone, which is like Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, is because I think that it takes a lot of sensibilities about finances and it condenses them to not just applicability, but like absurd applicability. Again, a family of 16 is living debt-free in a house and their life isn't miserable. They're not all working in a sweatshop or something like that. It's learning to be very, very smart and very, very intentional. As Catholics, that's what we need to be in everything. Our, our prayer life needs to be intentional, right? Our work and the work that we do is intentional. The music that we need to listen to and the food and the entertainment that we put into our bodies and to our eyes, that needs to be intentional too. A lot of couples, they just don't know how to talk about finances. Um, Jen and I have a monthly budget meeting. I'll give you another tip. We use two budgeting apps or we're, we're transitioning, right? A, a lot of times your local bank, your banking app that you have, a lot of them are getting budgeting apps now. So go through it and really sit down with your spouse and just map out everything, right? Sit down and have a glass of wine and just ask what your short-term and your long-term financial goals are. For Jen and I, we used Every Dollar First, which is what I had. That's, that's Dave Ramsey's app. It's a great app. It's very easily customizable. The only problem with it, I'll, I'll critique it this way, so Dave, you better fix it, is that it's not just the individual budgeting app, but it includes like the whole um, Financial Peace University, which is Dave Ramsey's kind of plan, right? The, the baby steps and all that sort of thing. I'll get into it later, but check out Dave Ramsey just on YouTube. I mean, this stuff, for a lot of you, I think could really change your life. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of cost a pretty penny with all that. And I love Financial Peace University and I love all that kind of stuff, but I don't need it. I just need the app. So right now I'm using Mint Mobile, which is uh, 
Intuits one, which is the guys who make um, uh, TurboTax. Um, it's a pretty good one. It can track your bank account. It's free. It's very easy to budget, very easy to use. I wish there was a little bit more customizability. Sometimes like there are these like categories that are very specific and I kind of need like broader ones, right? Like I just need like a date category. Ah, which brings us to another tip. Have a date category, a your category and a my category. Jen and I have a combined bank account, fun fact, just because it's way easier. Um, some people like to do joint. I would never recommend to keep it separate because you know, the left hand has to know what the right hand is doing. But, you know, you should also realize that, like, you need to give your spouse and you need to give yourself a little bit of fun money if that's in your budget. Some people, like, no, you need to, um, you know, beans and rice it. Some people need to <laughs> probably uh, see God's will on their 14 children, maybe sell some of the kids. Um, but this is important because it also means that you're not yelling at each other about purchases that one of you might not always agree with. Um, Jen always tried to dissuade me from getting hot tamales, which is a really good thing for a wife to do. But the grounds are not financial, right? The, ga the grounds are because she likes that her husband isn't fat, so which I kind of like too. So <laughs> it's important. But I highly recommend this again, A Catholic Guide to Spending Less and Living More. It's, it's just a great book about how to kind of take a lot of the noise of the world and condense it down in a very pragmatic sort of way. And so much of this advice is, a lot of this advice, I should say, is, is grandparent sensibilities but we've lost a lot of it. So if you can pick up a copy, uh, it's easy on Amazon. I'm sure there's other places too. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We are very, very excited. Thank you for coming along. We have over 900 subscribers on YouTube and we are we are climbing up there. So a thousand subscribers on YouTube is an important goal. So if you're one of our audio listeners, please, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please like, comment. We'd love to hear comments. We'd love to hear maybe some of your own financial triumphs or tips and tricks that you have for other audience members. I know we have plenty of people who listen who kind of just need like a pick me up or need just a little tip or a trick. Um, and if you'd like to become a Patreon, if you'd like to support us further, we'd very much appreciate that too. Our, our patrons have been wonderful, such a wonderful community. You get perks like early access to episodes and you even get to suggest episodes and kind of engage with us more directly. So there's a lot of really, really cool things you can do as a Patreon. There's different tiers. Uh, we appreciate that. And the most important thing you can do for us, of course, is to continue to pray for Rudy and I and our family. So, so that's all for now. God bless you. May I keep you. We'll see you on the next one. Adios.